And what's up, everybody? It is another edition of On the Warpath, and we have Washington football Q&A with Josh Kirby. I'm Sanchez405. Thank you for coming along with us. We're going to be on the podcast uh, probably tomorrow. And then also we are going, we are on Twitter today. So Josh, if you got some uh, blinks of notifications, this is live on Twitter. And also uh, we are here on Facebook, but Josh, it's a pleasure to have you on here and just tell folks who might not be familiar with what you do. Talk to us a little bit about uh, you and your podcast, Kirby on sports. Corey, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. I greatly appreciate the opportunity. Happy to be here uh, with you today. So um, uh, once again, I'm Josh Kirby. I'm the host, CEO of the Kirby on Sports podcast. I've been running a podcast for about three years now. I am based in the DMV. So the logo I have um, has the DC skyline because I love DC. That's one of my favorite cities. I am a DC sports fan, but um, in my opinion, the one thing that I want people to understand and is that my logo is not a re representation on who I cover. Yes. Sometimes I can go heavy on the Washington um, teams in the area, but, it's where I'm from. So right. I, I can cover just about anything and everything if I study up and, you, you know, just have the knowledge. And I, if I feel like I can produce a good show on it, I, I'm going to produce a good show on it. And that's my mindset. That's my mentality. Um, and I've been doing it for about three years now. And I, I've loved every second of it and like connections I, I've made like you, Corey. I mean, it's it's been great. And um, I, I mean, you can find us. We just made a website, www.kirbyonsports.com. And it's growing. I'm 116 deep. I, I don't remember the exact number, but I, I'm just keep I keep on pushing, keep on grinding, and hopefully it will get me somewhere one day. But it's something fun to do in my free time for sure. Oh, I know. That's right. Yeah. I, and I know a lot of us do this in our free time because of our passions and everything like that. Shouting out to a, a couple of folks in the chat. What's up, Casper Hill? Redskin Weekly, what's up? Gooseman Chris, how you doing? And what's up, AM Hunter? How you doing? Um, that's the best logo uh, for his profile here. And uh, y'all, don't forget, you can find Josh on um on Twitter, you can find him at by Josh Kirby. And is it Kirby Sports for the um for the podcast on Kirby Twitter? at Kirby on Sports. At Kirby on Sports. So you can go there and find him as well. And he has one here, um, a YouTube channel as well. So you can find him there too. And we'll dive into it. We won't go too much into the depressing weekend, I guess, uh, for playoffs in the nation's capital but we will talk about the the old football team the former redskins and our monday last week started out kind of rough as one of the mainstays on the defense who was mr everything for us pretty much as far as consistent goes ryan kerrigan had a nice little letter uh kind of I, I felt like it was jimmy carter when he was working on the um the iran uh the deal and it was his last hours and have to do it. But Ryan Kerrigan said by Washington signs of Philadelphia. What were your initial thoughts on that? When you saw that 91 was going up the I 95 corridor to the city of brotherly love. 
Uh, I had a feeling Kerrigan wasn't going to be retained. I believe uh, with the drafting of Jameen Davis from Kentucky, I sort of had a feeling that somebody was going to leave. And I had a feeling Kerrigan, after what happened last year, they were he was talking about not getting in, not starting, uh, coming in off the bench. He didn't like that. I mean, Ryan Kerrigan was a class act guy. Uh, and I really enjoyed watching him play for Washington, but it, I, I mean, it broke my heart to see him leave, but it absolutely shattered my heart to see him sign with Philly. He had a press conference today as we are recording live that, uh, uh, and there were pictures of him um, in an Eagle shirt. Hostage. I, I, I saw somebody on Twitter saying blink twice if you're all right. Like a <laughs> like a hostage situation. I'm like, man, Ryan Kerrigan in Philly Green just does not look right. But Washington with Ron Rivera there, Jack Del Rio guiding this defense. I feel like they have a plan to overcome the absence of Ryan Kerrigan with newcomers. Yeah, you talk about what they did at the end of the draft. You you know, you bring in William Bradley King from Baylor, Shaka Tony, who probably will play a lot of times standing up because of his size. And I, I think they, they've made those adjustments there. It, it, it's kind of interesting, though, and it, that there are a lot of these veteran p- pass rushers out there. And Ryan Kerrigan was like one was pretty much the first to go. I think you still have like Olivier Vernon out there and a couple of other dudes. So Washington can still make a move to bring in a vet if that's what folks are looking for, uh, just looking just looking at it from the grand scheme of things. So um, I, I don't know if you've seen any free agent um, veteran pass rushers, or do you like the pass rushing situation that they have now uh, behind Montez Sweat and Chase Young? Um, I haven't heard anything in terms of veterans being picked up. I do. I, I mean, to go off topic here a little bit, mm-hmm. I do like the signing of Charles Leno. I feel like that's a really good signing. He played with Chicago. He's been really great. The only concern I have is if he's still in his prime, because Mm -hmm. I I feel like Washington's sort of known for um, picking up older people out of their prime. Right. I mean, that's just my thought. I could be wrong, but I I mean, there's always room for improvement, Corey. And I I feel like um, if they pick up, another player or two to fill holes in that position or help with that position, it will make that position that much better, if you know what I mean. Oh, no, absolutely. I I mean, you got to think about it this way, Josh. I think you're on to something because Washington is – is synonymous with bringing in old players past their prime. I mean, when George Allen was here, they had the over the hill gang and they had, uh, you know, in in 2000 and this, this is probably way before, you know, you watching football, but I remember when they brought in Deion Sanders, Jay Lewenberg, Mark Carrier, a lot of old guys. I think Irvin Fryer either came the year before or was on this 2000. He was on this 2000 team. I know that for, for a fact, but, it was just a lot of older guys. Andre Reed, I think, was on the team at one point, too. So a lot of guys that were up in age and really had seen the best of their years. And they come Bruce Smith coming here just to get the sack record. So I, I know exactly where you're coming from when you're saying that the age is there. And I, I think you read my script, too, because we, we were going to talk about the offensive line at first. 
uh, after that. So you talk about Charles Leno coming in here, left tackle. I I was kind of the impression that the right tackle was going to be Morgan Moses. And Morgan Moses, they said that he was uh, given a leeway to, to seek a trade. Two days later, the cut came. Sam Cosme, of course, he was drafted in the second round. But talk about Morgan Moses and... Did you like the move of him cutting him, or do you wish they had a done? Maybe they had a got something for him. Personally, I would have liked to see Washington get something for him, but I, it broke my heart to see Morgan Moses go. I feel like he was a strong, competitive player for that Washington team, and Samuel Cosme from Texas. Looking at the tape, I mean. He looks good, but that's from college. How is this going to translate to the NFL? It looks like as of right now, Samuel Cosme is your day one starter. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have him prepared? Are you going to have him set for week one? And uh, I mean, that's the real question here, Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, is he going to be too young or are the is the coaching staff going to get him to a level where he needs to be by week one? against the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Uh and I, I think that's a that's a perfect point there but you know the coach I, and you say the coaches be ready. John Matsko. I, I I don't think we can give this guy enough credit for what he's done in this offensive line. Morgan Moses played the best season of his career last year. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Um I Personally, and I, I take I'm in maybe in a minority. I thought he was the best offensive lineman, even though Brandon Sheriff won the all pro award. And there can be arguments saying that the all pro for right guard. There's not too many of them out there. A lot of the guard towns in left guard. But we'll save that for another day. Uh, but John Matsko, what he did, Morgan Moses went to left tackle uh, when Cornelius Lucas got hurt. So I I, I like I like Mo. I thought Mo did enough to deserve another opportunity to to start or maybe compete with Cosme. And then at that point, let him go. Somebody might get an injury in training camp and you can go and maybe trade him for a, a six or something and get some recoup out of it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And uh, shout out to uh, Micro Mike. What's up? My Detroit Lions brother. Uh Shout out to him. Yes, we are almost to 2,000. <laughs> Don't forget, y'all, we are doing the giveaway to 2,000. I will have some more details once we, once we hit 2,000. And remember, we are going to do first uh, – we're going to do three place prizes. We're going to do two $25 gift cards to the uh, NFL shop, and then the grand prize is going to be a jersey of your choice from whatever team. I'm hoping it's Washington. Ooh. If it's not, I will still get it. Uh, remember a cowboy fan won my first giveaway. So, and I can openly say that because it's like one, we randomly did it on here and it it was one of my friends from middle school. And, um, I was like, Oh God, this is going to not bode well for me later. (laughs) But (laughs) well, well, I'll tell you one thing when you have that comment up from micro Mike, Uh Detroit lions, yeah, the the Washington football team has had a lot of trouble in y- th- this past season and in years past with Detroit. Don't hey, don't I, encourage I don't him, Josh. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Washington just has trouble with Detroit. I I just had to say that. 
oh no, you're absolutely right. But see, I'm just glad that like Gridiron Blitz isn't on here or um or Troxel because Troxel he's a Detroit fan, but he's a fan of every other team too. So he'd be on there. So Micro Mike's good. If I can, those guys will come after me. Uh, but no, I, I think it has something to do with us having like congressional powers in the Ford, in the motor industry. We just keep on bailing them out out there in DC. So, <laughs> but Hey, it is what it is. Uh, but you know, we continue talking about this offensive line. I think the makeup is going to be very interesting. Uh, left guard to trade for Eric Flowers. You got Wes Schweitzer who played really well there. And then also Cornelius, uh, not Cornelius Lucas, but uh, Sadiq Charles coming off an injury. I just want to see Sadiq Charles play maybe a, three snaps, maybe a whole drive. Give me a drive, Sadiq. And let's see, who do you think is going to come out and emerge as that starting left ta- left guard? Wes Schweitzer, I think. Um, okay. Um, I, I'll tell you one thing. I looked on his social media, and he deadlifted almost 800 pounds. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, Wes Schweitzer, I saw him last season, and I really like what he had. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like he can improve more during camp and have what it takes. But I mean, like at that position, it's anybody's job to win, in my opinion. Yeah. These uh, guys are fighting for a spot and yeah. they they want to be in the big show. They want to be played the most, so on and so forth. And I, I, I feel like um, it's going to be a tough position this year um, in terms of who gets the starting position. Yeah, I, I, and I think that, I think I, I've heard that left guard go that fluctuates. I think obviously if Sheriffs is here, he's going to be there um, as the starting right guard, but I, I still think there could be a trade there. What's up, B Nizzle? Damien, how you doing? And Greg Lightbody as well. How you doing? Um, I it, just with, and it, speaking of this, and it'll be the last topic on the offensive line, but Brandon Sheriff. Outside of seeing him here next year in 2020, this year coming up in 2021, do you see him coming back in 2022 as a $20 million guard? Or do you think this may be the end of the line for him? That That is a really tough question, Corey. Um, although I would like to see him stay. Unfortunately, if the price is not right for Ron Rivera and the front office, then they will move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I feel like Bra- where Brandon Sheriff is in this point in his career, he might be asking for too much money moving forward. But I mean, the NFL is a business, so stuff like that happens. So that that's just what I've been feeling. Because he's up next season, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, they, he's on the franchise tag for the second yeah. year in a row. Yeah, for yes, franchise tag. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of reminds me of Kirk Cousins in that whole match. We won't <laughs> yeah. go. In, we won't go into that. No, no, no. Um, if the if they can't restructure something long term, where both parties can agree, I think Washington walks from him. Yeah, I think you're, and, and I, I think we've seen the precursor of that this year. Um, we've seen it with Morgan Moses. We've seen it with uh, Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, they, Ron is not afraid to cut people who have been here for a while because he's remaking this team in his own image. And I, I think when you look at the offseason, and that's what we're kind of transitioning into, um, I'll give you 
let's play a game here. What's the best offseason move? What's the worst offseason? What's the um, head-scratching offseason move? And what's an offseason move you wish they had a win after? Hmm. Well, is this in regards to free agency or the draft? It's the whole let's um, the whole nine. Yep, the whole nine. We'll do the whole nine there for you. Um, the head scratching move. Why Washington didn't draft Christian Darisol? I feel like Darisol would have been the perfect fit out mm-hmm. of Virginia Tech, uh, for Washington, but but they just he just fell to the Minnesota Vikings, but. That's one head scratcher, in my opinion. I feel like Washington would have been great with Darisol, but unfortunately not. Um, the best move of free agency. Who? No, not free agency, but in general. That is a tough one, Corey. Um, I have to say the whole front office restructuring because Ron Rivera is in charge, and he's doing a pretty darn good job doing it. And with... Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney in the front office and Ron Rivera leading this team. I feel like uh, I heard somebody else say this, but I'm going to say this too. I feel like Washington has turned over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the last one again? And what was the worst one? The worst one. Oh, no, no. The one that you wish I said that was a head scratcher. Sorry. Um, what was one move you wish they had made? One move I wish they would have made. Mm. Man. Did I say that? Did I say or yeah. did you answered that with Darisol, didn't you? Head scratcher. Best oh, yeah, move. Yeah. Best move. Yeah. What's the best? Yeah, yeah so you're one, answering all of them. You I answered, answered all, of them. all of them. Oh wow. Okay. I confused <laughs> myself there. <laughs> we oh, confused this. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. One, two, three. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like the capitals. One, two, three, and down. Good. Uh, but don't, don't talk to me about that. I right just, hey man, I, I look. I know how you how you feel um, on that one. That's just terrible. Uh, what's up, Zeke fan? What's up, Fuzzy Panda? Chris, how you doing? A couple of Dallas fans up in here. Niners, Dwayne, how you doing on oh, Twitter? Yeah, we got. Hey man, we we've got a a, a big fan. Our, our family net is huge here on this channel. Well, what's <laughs> and I, I'll tell you, Corey, um, that. I'm scared of Dallas because they drafted Micah Parsons. I, I'm nervous for that next game when Washington plays Dallas. See, you can't, I really am. You can't ju- – do not validate these people. Do not validate these people now. I'm not. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, what's up, Hawk? How you doing, Derek? Um, who's on first? Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, you know, we the big news came out today that – yeah, Shannon Sharp broke it, really. Calling Julio Jones on on Undisputed. And Julio oh, says he's out. Yeah, Julio's out pretty – they're saying he's out in Atlanta. They said Atlanta would take a first-round pick. I've seen where Schefter or Rapport may have said they'd even be willing to take a second on it. Now, we know that Washington's wide receiver room is huge, is busting at the seams. But a guy like Julio Jones' stature, do you do you at least make a phone call? Would you pull the trigger on it, Josh? No. Absolutely really? not. Why not? I don't think Julio has enough left in the tank. He has 
went downhill in my opinion mm-hmm. um, over the past couple of seasons. I just don't think he is as elite as he was in the early prime of his career. And I really don't think Washington picks up the phone for him. Okay. All right. Um, I, I, I'm more on the age thing more than anything. I, yeah, I just said thir- up there in age. Yeah. What is he like? 32, 33 for wide receiver. So, um, I, I send him somewhere else if that if that's the case. Uh, another uh, situation. Now, I don't know how big of Ryan Fitzpatrick fan you are. I love it. You love it. Okay. I I, I, th- I think it's a good addition because well, going into the draft, I did not want to see Washington draft a quarterback. Uh-huh. Absolutely not. That's fair. Because, because I I feel like. You can work. Kyle Allen looked good last season before he got injured. I feel like if he's healthy, he can contribute well. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's been in the league for who knows how long. And if he can't play well, because you know how inconsistent he was um, mm-hmm. in Miami and how they kept they kept benching him, putting him back, the face masks throw in Las Vegas. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, if he is inconsistent, I still feel like he can provide valuable tips and tricks to Heineke and Kyle Allen. Um, But I I feel like the quarterback room for Washington will be enough to get the job done until they go on the search for their next franchise guy. I just did not find any reason for Washington to um, draft a first-round quarterback or a quarterback in the later rounds because of all the stuff they needed to to do. I mean, their secondary needed improvement. Their safeties needed improvement. Um, O-line, you can't go wrong on that. Wide receivers, you needed somebody to run with Terry and Curtis Samuel. So, yeah, with all of that, I'm glad that they didn't pick a quarterback. And I, I feel like, I honestly feel like a lot of people might not agree with me. I honestly feel like this quarterback room will be enough. And I, I mean, this is a process. It's not like Washington with Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to march all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm a realist here. I mm-hmm. think they have a chance to make a decent over 500 record. I mean, you can't go exactly 500, but I feel like Washington has a chance at a winning record. It whether it's 9 and 7 or whatever the combination is. Yeah. Something like that and they can get into the playoffs or they might miss it. I would not be surprised if they miss the playoffs and they go back to the drawing board and find their franchise quarterback. Yes, I want a franchise quarterback in Washington. I want a quarterback where we can see this quarterback on the field for years and years to come. Somebody like a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't be, have to be as good, but consistency. You need somebody uh, with uh, roles in leadership, consistency, and you got to keep him on the field year in and year out. So stuff like that, I feel like Washington will look at at the end of next season. But for right now, I, I feel like it. Uh, they're going to do a serviceable job. And 
I, I think they can make it with a winning record, but still, it's far down the road, and a lot can happen between now and the start of the season. And you know, I always say, kind of uh, piggybacking off of that, I said the best worst thing for Washington last year was the fact that this seven and nine team won the NFC East last year. Um, I am not a big Ryan Fitzpatrick fan. I, I am. Um, as much as I am the number one card carrying member of the Logan Thomas fan club, uh, I am probably on the opposite bus when it comes to Ryan Fitzpatrick, because it's kind of like I've seen a uh, high school high multiple times. It's one of my favorite movies. I've seen Pulp Fiction multiple times. They can't surprise me. When you go in there in the back of the scene where Marvin gets his head blown off, I've seen it so many times. I know Marvin is going to get his head blown off in Pulp Fiction. Sorry for the spoiler alert. And what I look at with that is Ryan Fitzpatrick is Marvin waiting to get his head blown up because there is always something when the expectations are not high form, when you expect nothing, it's pretty much fifth grade Corey going to the fifth grade dance. You expect nothing out of him, right? You'll have the best time. But if you go up, now you're big baller and everything like that. I'm not saying I'm big baller, but he's like, hey, we're on this team with good defense. What's it? You know, that, that expectation gets higher as performance goes down. I don't trust Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that's the hardest thing. I have a trust issue with him. Um, and I, I I just I don't know. Kyle Allen, he takes more sacks than a grocery bag, a grocery bagger most of the time. And Taylor Heineke. I don't know. I think that was a flash in the pan. I think if we had fans there and we in Tampa actually knew who they were playing, I think that um, that, that may have been a different story. That may have been a blowout game. But um, and also shout out to Protect Sports, Tony. What's up, my boy Armand in here? Randy Butler in the house as well. How you guys doing? Chilling out here. And um, but. I don't. I, I don't know if you want to take. If you want to take that and retort on the Pulp Fiction um, analogy, I, I'll let you go there. But I, I like I said, I don't. I just don't see where Ryan Fitzpatrick. I want to see it. I want to see it. And if he goes out here and wins and takes us to the playoffs, which this team could be better than they were last year and not make the Absolutely. playoffs, that's the thing about it. So um, yeah, you know, we we'll, we'll kind of move on from there though. But um, we'll talk about the schedule. And the schedule came out a couple weeks ago. Um, what are you looking forward to on this schedule? Uh, what, what games just popped out to you when you looked at it? Uh, I'm not looking forward to the last five of the season, that's for sure. Back to back to back to back to back division games. Yes. I mean, hey, who, <laughs> what, when, where, why, who in their right mind decides we're going to schedule five division games Back to back to back to back to back. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that's never happened from right from what to my knowledge. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a Dallas Philly Dallas. I've seen that before, or something something along those lines. But five in a row, <laughs> you have ten games, eleven weeks from week two Thursday night against the New York Giants before your next division game and you finish out the season with five division rivals. I it's absolutely terrible week one. I'm looking forward to, I feel like Justin Herbert can give us a test right mm -hmm. off the bat and it will um, show Washington 
what they need to do. Yeah, because if this Justin Herbert team, and I'm I'm sort of paraphrasing from Matty Crocker of the HT We Are podcast. Friend of the you, show. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't take credit for this, but I agree with her here. If Justin Herbert is the Justin Herbert that me and Maddie both think he is, Los Angeles could come out and give Washington a run for their money. Um, at Carolina, I feel like that's going to be a huge revenge game for Ron Rivera because last season, as you know, could not get the job done. It was all a certain somebody's fault. I'm not going to name any names, but he did an absolutely terrible job, and um, mm-hmm. he's no longer with the organization. Thank, uh, thank the Lord. Uh, strip club Simba. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, you, you go ahead, Josh. I, I, I had to clear my throat. Had to clear my throat out for Dollar Dollar Wayne, y'all. But anyway, uh, go ahead. Oh my gosh. Yes. So yeah, that I feel like they're thirsty to get a win against Carolina in Carolina. Ron Rivera's first game back. Kansas City come to Washington. Who knows? I mean, the, there's potential for upsets um, this season if Washington comes out rolling with their foot on the gas pedal each and every week, and they look like a team that's thirsty to get back into the playoffs. I can most certainly see some upsets from these big teams, like the Chiefs who made it to the Super Bowl but did not win. I would not be surprised. I mean, this is my bold prediction. I feel like Washington can give Tampa Bay a run for its money, and they might have a chance to beat Tom Brady. Oh yeah, I think they. I, I think I, I honestly have that as a W um, in in I the books. Yeah, that's yeah. a W for sure, Corey. Yeah, I, I see that. And, and shout out. Oh, Lord, we've got Caps fan up in here. <laughs> What's up, Caps fan? Merrill Garrett, B Nizzle. Um, I think I said be this game. Eugene Cherry. I don't know what the problem is there, but it's all good. Um, and let's see here. Who else we got? All right. I think we touched everybody. I think we've, um, we've got everybody on there, but yeah, I, I like that. Uh, that, that schedule, the more and more I look at, cause it's, what is it? It's Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly. And you've got this, just this big sandwich and you start the month of December in Las Vegas, because you don't know what Raiders team you're going to get. The Raiders are, they can be really good or they can be really bad. There's no really in between with the Raiders. And um, when you get the Raiders that played Kansas city close and beat them once out there in Arrowhead, or are you going to get the, the Raiders that lost to, um, to the dolphins, right? Just in, in freak play and being undisciplined. So I, I, you know, I don't know, but I, I like the fact that you get Justin Herbert uh, week one, and that could be a game where you struggle against a young and up-and-coming quarterback, or you can hit him in the mouth uh, Thursday night against the Giants. we yeah, My biggest thing is we've struggled against the Giants, for one thing, and I'm going to ask you this too here in a minute on the topic of the Giants. Um, Landon Collins, do you start him week one mm. if he's healthy? And that that is my question to you right there. What do you do with Landon Collins? Yeah, he got injured last season. I'm not sure how much production, how much he brought to the table before his injury. Uh, 
I, I'm not hopeful that if you start Landon Collins after that injury, he's going to go out and be spectacular. I'm going to put it like that because uh, I mean, Landon Collins played amazing for New York, but I'm not sure how much more he has in the tank. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I can, I, I think I, I would go camera curl and just roll with him um, because oh, Cam curl's been incredible. Yeah. I, and the thing with, with Landon Collins is you, you play for the Giants, son. You and I have just as many wins with Landon Collins on the field against the Giants than, than Washington, comparably so. I mean, these games have been embarrassing for the most part. I, I mean, he's got embarrassing plays where he got in a fight with them in their first game up there in New York. Uh, Saquon Barkley runs through the defense and and really on the ground and the air uh, in that last home game as the Redskins. And then he bites on a big uh, run play, uh, option play uh, against Daniel Jones. So he's not there. Like He's a liability when he plays the Giants. And that's what he's really been brought in there to do. If you don't want to be like, and Jack, I think at this point, Jack just needs to say, hey, we need to talk about you being a linebacker. Even though he said, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Coaches change like politicians all the time. I would not be surprised, Corey, if mm-hmm. th- this season the Giants take the division. The Giants have been mm. from downhill back to uphill. They beat Washington twice last season. We should have had one of those games, but I mean, what's in the past is in the past, but the Giants are improving from what I can see in their gameplay. And I would not be surprised if the Giants make a push to take the NFC East. Huh? Giants. Okay. I, I mean, I could see, I think it's going to, I do think. This division <sighs> will be better. I think it's a mulligan right now because I, I think you're going to give a mulligan to Philadelphia because I don't think they really know. Looking at Sirianni, I don't know if he's going to be the coach. No. Like he's going to be their coach no. that they they're looking for. Um, they've Look got their cap room. Oh yeah. Oh, that that's another thing too. The cap room is awful. Jalen, how are you going to improve if you're if you're in the negatives? That's true. You're like neg forty seven over the cap. Hey, look at the Saints. <laughs> the Saints will tell you we can we can make it to the playoffs, um, and we'll give them some um, some huge um, some huge uh, bonus or escalators like they did with um, Taysom Hill. But um, I will uh, we'll wrap up the Washington football talk here because we've got about five minutes left here on this stream, and I appreciate you coming on here. So I'm going to let you uh, go ahead and let us. Talk about your feelings of this hockey team. Talk about the Capitals and what. Yeah, go. I, I'm going to let you go off on this All right. one. Well, I was not expecting to talk about Capitals here. I assume you. I assume you're a Caps fan, right? Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a DC sports fan all around. But I always like to um, when I have extra time and I don't have as many questions. Uh, I always like to add a wrinkle in there. So okay. uh, well, I'm surprising. Let me, let me get comfortable. I'm just gonna sit back here. I'm gonna adjust my camera. Because- Hold on, everybody. Hold on to your phones. Hold right. on to your table because Josh, Josh is ready. It's the Kirby experience here. So we're going to get Kirby on caps. The Washington Capitals 
uh, besides their 18 cup run, making it over the hump um, in beating Pittsburgh. Since then, they have either missed the playoffs or made it to the first or second round before getting ousted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as painful. It would be extremely excruciating pain if in 2018, the Capitals lost to the Penguins and did not win the Stanley Cup. And I'm glad that that did not happen. It, it made me... I mean, I was not upset, Corey, and I will get into that in a minute. But Mm -hmm. the 2018 Cup win did not make this loss painful. Um, The Washington Capitals, I mean, it was a shortened season due to COVID. And I was Mm -hmm. talking to a buddy of mine about this last night um, about how some of these matchups in the NHL playoffs could um should be second or third round matchups but due to the scheduling in covid and everything they're being played earlier so that that goes to show that this year this season there might be a a different champion like a come from behind or something like that i'm not saying it's 100% going to happen but i feel like there's a strong possibility um I mean, the Boston Bruins, you can't get anything on Tuka Rask. I mean, uh, the shots on goal, I mean, I- incredible. Tuka Rask did a great job. The Bruins, they're sort of young, but they have heart, and they just outplayed the Washington Capitals. And uh, l- l- let me – okay, where's a good place to start with this? Um, I feel like Laviolette – Coming in in his first year, looking at um, his resume on paper, he has been in the Stanley Cup um, before. So, uh, but his first year with a new team, I highly did not expect him to take this Capitals team all the way to the playoffs. Um, You had the COVID issue with Samsonov, Orloff, Ovechkin, um, all that. Uh, I mean, the players were out for a while and then Kuznetsov recently tested positive for COVID. Um, it, twice. You know, all, yeah, yeah, twice. Yeah. All the all the pandemic stuff. Then towards the end of the season, you had players who weren't 100% healthy. Ovechkin yeah. um, was banged up. Um, I mean, Oshi got injured, I believe. I, I mean, it's all a blur to me now because the season went so fast. Um, but you look at this Stanley Cup team, uh, excuse me, not the Stanley Cup playoff team, uh, the game against Boston. The Caps just looked really tired. Um, when they had a lead, they would take their foot off the gas pedal and they would let the Boston Bruins back in. Mm-hmm. And the Boston Bruins played with heart. They played faster. Uh, that uh, I mean, it was crazy to see all three of those games going to overtime. The double overtime game really upset me because Sam Sonoff was stepping out of the goal crease. In my opinion, people might not agree with me here. In my opinion, um, you need to stay in the goal crease. I don't care if the puck's right behind the net and nobody's there. You need to stay in the goal crease. Because mm-hmm. if you're not in the goal crease, there is a greater chance that somebody is going to steal goal from you. Because you're not in the net. That really upset me. Um, goaltending, 
eh, I mean, it was all right, but it threw um, a wrench in plans when, when Henrik Lundqvist right. wasn't able to play. Um, Vitek obviously doing the splits, getting injured. We had Craig Anderson come in, then Sam Sanoff. So, I mean, the goaltending situation, I knew it from the get-go that the goaltending is young and um, they're going to need to improve. Um, not sure if Lundqvist is going to come back. That would be nice. But um, with time, this uh, goalie staff will be mm-hmm. better. But it just was not the Caps year. I feel like goaltending played a part. Injuries played a part. Um, a lot of factors. But, I mean, they just ended up being tired. And I feel like they're going to rebuild. I'm optimistic that – Things will get better for the Washington Capitals. I was not disappointed they lost. I was upset. I was kind of angry, but I mean, I got over it. And yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the best is yet to come with this Peter Laviolette led Capitals team. Um, next year, I feel like they're going to have a full season. And I think that Laviolette will make some good changes, um, make adjustments, and the Caps. We'll do better. Uh, that's just my opinion, but um, I, I really feel like Laviolette is the right coach for this team um, as of right now. Because looking on it, at his resume on paper, he, yeah, uh, I mean, he's been in a cup before. He's won cups before, right? So. Uh, who says that? Uh, who says that Laviolette cannot win another cup in DC? That's true. Um, you know, I, I think that. You know, we always talk about Trotsy being let go, but I, I think the writing was really on the wall before they even made it to the playoffs. I still think he should be here, but that that's Ted and that's Ted's decision, whatever. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm kind of like with you. Um, I am – I'm not really – I, I just was like, I, I was annoyed. I'm annoyed more than anything because for more, for every year that we have with this team, the expectation, the bar is set up. I don't care if you don't get a Stanley cup every year, but the stuff that really gets, that really chaps me is when you sit there, you go, you, you can win a president's, uh, president's trophy for the most points in hockey. You can be uh, first in the conference and you wet the bed in the, in the first round. You don't show like it, it. It's no heart in there, and this was before. This was back when we had Mike Green in the guys, and they played no defense. Mm-hmm. They had no heart. And then Ted goes out and he thinks that it's okay to hire these first year coaches, and then he finally gets a picture. Huh? I'm going to hire Barry Trotz. Huh? Barry Trotz is putting something together here. He's got experience. He was there in uh, Nashville for 16 years. He was in Nashville. Doesn't really scream hockey when you first think of it. Now it's a hockey power. Yeah, hey, let's go get Todd Reardon to to, bat, uh, to do it. Todd yeah, Reardon having Todd yeah. Reardon there. I feel like that was a failed experiment. Mm-hmm. I I just don't think Reardon was yeah. set to be a head coach at all. Yeah, and um, but with that, we we will see what the Capitals are, are going to do. Uh, Asan, what's up, man? How y'all doing? Uh, how you doing there, buddy? I am, but we have reached our time here tonight. And Josh, 
it's been a pleasure having you on here, man. Uh, hopefully we can do this again. Uh, Absolutely. regular season. Uh, and, um, y'all check out Josh, Josh, just let us know again where the folks can find you, where they can follow you on, um, on all the social media platforms. Uh, www.kirbyonsports.com. That's where you can find my website. You can find, um, all streaming platforms, anchor, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google play, all of those uh, jazzies. You can catch some of the, my YouTube videos as well. I'm on YouTube, um, so make sure you check me out there. There's a donation link if you would like to support the podcast and um, a lot of stuff. Um, I have merchandise. Um, I think that site's currently down, but I do have merchandise. I I do have a stock of hats. I'm on Twitter at by Josh Kirby or Kirby on Sports. If you want to support, buy a hat. I can ship it straight to you. But we have merchandise, and we have the whole nine merchandise podcast YouTube page, and you know, uh, yeah. it's only up from here. You're doing a great job, Corey, and I appreciate I, you, brother. I, I I applaud you for doing what you do. This is a great, very professional run show, and I'm uh, honored to be here. I appreciate you, my friend. But uh, thank you so much for coming on again, and for my cat Tyson, who's getting a little antsy uh, because he hasn't been fed yet. Josh Kirby, I'm Sanchez four oh five. Love, peace, and hell, y'all. And I'll be talking to you real soon. We are out. God bless you. And we'll talk to you next time. Go ahead and subscribe up to them. We're out.